Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, this is Brian Wilmarth. I'm the senior pastor here at New Life Church. Thank you for joining us today on the Digging Deeper podcast. We hope you've uh, enjoyed the 4th of July. Uh, that's when we're recording this. Um, and so I hope you had a great time with your, your family and your friends. And uh, yeah, it was just a good, sweet time to be together. Speaking of family, I'm here with my wife, Jessica Wilmarth. She's joining today on the podcast as Cody is, is out on vacation and all that. So thanks, honey, for being here. Appreciate it. You are welcome. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've just begun a new series on Sabbath, and uh, I'm I'm so excited that we're, we're diving into this series, and uh, hopefully it's going to be helpful for our church family, and uh, we appreciate all of you listening to the sermons and listening to this podcast just to go dive into this practice in a deeper way. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a good series, I think. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It feels like we could always use more teaching on this subject, which you actually have already teached on, taught on <laughs> um, here at New Life. So I actually am curious what made you decide to teach on it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember how this came up was um, in a preaching team conversation. Um, it was Cody. He um, he brought up like, hey, you know, I know we did this series, but I wonder if it'd be really good to do this again. And I think what he had in mind um, is spot on that this practice, um, and I'll, I, I think this is true for us, mm. um, but certainly for me, that um, it is it is one of those practices that is so good to do and explore, especially right now in our culture. Mm. I think um, we live in a time where um, productivity and efficiency, doing things fast, doing more, always having more and more, like... I think all of those things kind of feed into our approach to life. Mm. And one of the things that goes away very quickly is something like Sabbath, mm -hmm. where it is a ceasing, a slowing down, a releasing, a, a minimizing. Those feel very anti-American, feel, feel very much opposite of where we are in our, our culture today. And so I think this particular practice is probably one that is most helpful for us. It's so good to read our Bibles. It's so good to pray. Those are always going to be staples. Other things like fasting or, or um, community, like those are all really, really important. And I think all of those we even need in our culture. But this one especially, I think, just undoes some of the the lies, the the um, the baggage that our culture uh, feeds us right now. So um, I think I think that for me is why doing this series again or exploring it from a different angle and maybe coming back around to it in the future again would would just be so helpful for us um, as we're learning to follow Jesus in the 21st century in America. So for me, that's it. Like it's it's such a, a poignant uh, practice for us right now. So that's why I think it's really good that we're we're diving into it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, what is the different angle with this particular one compared to last time? Like, what is it that you're hoping to explore yeah. with this particular series? Yeah, I think with our first one that we did a year and a half ago, um, really was to just uh, get to know Sabbath again. And we called it refresh. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think that is the good work that Sabbath does. Um, and I think it's really what it was, was just to get us oriented to it, to see what it is. Um, and probably that's the big question that we were answering. Like, what is Sabbath and, and how do we do it? I think um, 
those were two key questions for that first series. For this one, I think um, it's a bit more of the why mm -hmm. and a bit more of the motivation. Like, why should I do it? Why do I not do it? What gets in the way? And mm -hmm. I think it's that realm of motivation, of, of helping um, overcome the barriers to Sabbath. Like, to me, that is the uniqueness that this particular series will bring. And, and I hope that um, people will, hope if they listen to the first one, first series, um, will remember some of it. But even if not, we'll, we'll come back around, but really focus or take away from this series on the motivation side. What's, what is Sabbath doing for me? Like, why should I go after it? And what's getting in the way f from me experiencing that? Um, that's what I w really hope this series is going to ultimately tackle, that the motivation piece in a deeper kind of way. Yeah, I think that's really helpful because we won't actually do it. We won't have that change unless we ask ourselves those questions right. about yeah. why and why don't we, why do we, and what gets in the way, all of those questions mm -hmm. that will be actually what makes the change, yeah. I would think. So that's and that's awesome. a, and a little bit of an aside right there. Um, so just you and I, like some of the discipleship training that we've had um, really has allowed us to see the value of that that question, seeking the the underneath kinds of things. Why is something true or something not mm -hmm. true in our lives? Um, and how that is actually the place where the Holy Spirit is working most often. Mm -hmm. He's he's deep down in our hearts and our in the core of our being and helping us understand what is driving us and and why do we do things and not do other things and and doing work to understand what's happening there is actually part of that transformation, that mm -hmm. sanctification process. Um, so anyway, just offer that as a quick aside for, for our listeners. Um, that that question, why, and what's going on underneath for me is, is a really meaningful and powerful one to experience change and transformation with Jesus. So I just offer that uh, just as a little little tidbit for free. There, there's no charge on that <laughs> one there. So. <laughs> yeah. So um, when I was listening to the sermon this week, obviously it was a lot about freedom, um, the yeah. freedom of Sabbath. And I love how you contrasted um, with our culture. And you kind of talked about this a little bit already, how um, in our culture, we tend to just be in bondage to that busyness, yeah. to that potential lie that we need to have more or we need to do more mm. to actually be more. We like, we find our meaning in that. So therefore it's actually really hard to stop that or mm. to practice Sabbath. Um, I'm curious, like even just for you personally or mm. from what you've observed being a pastor, um, where have you seen that? Like, I think we would probably all agree with that. Mm. Um, but where have you seen it like the most starkly either for you or just mm. in general? Yeah. For me personally, um, I, I do see it a lot with my role as a pastor. Like I, I love being a pastor. I know it's my calling. I'm wired that way. And so I value it immensely. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I see that drive to like, I want to, I want to do well. And that's, mm -hmm. that's good. I don't think that's a, that's a wrong, bad thing. Of course not. But how I get there mm -hmm. matters. And I think that's where, 
for me, the the lie will seep in. Like I have to do more. I have to always be available, or I always mm-hmm. have to. Like, and and you start throwing that kind of language there. Um, for me, that personally is where I see it most. I do see it um, in other areas of life too. Like um, you know, I've, I've shared that I, I'm a runner and had that background, and I, I I felt a lot of like push and drive to to continue to succeed or, or you know improve myself. And again can be good, but what, what's, what else is there? What's motivating and uh, how do I go about it? And I see that with my, my role as a father and a husband to you, like these, these kinds of things, um, are all valuable and important to me. So I care a lot about them and I care how I do them or how I go about them. Mm -hmm. And that will sometimes lead me to respond in, in the right kinds of ways, but other times not. And so I, coming back to being a, as a pastor, like that's my job. And I think, we as Americans, we see it a lot with our, our jobs. And maybe that is a bit, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, more than now, I think there's some change that's happening with the next generations as, it, as they view work. But I still think that that drive to find meaning and significance in all that we do, whether it's your literal nine to five job or something else. But all of that is a I have to do or I have to have or I have to like grab onto. And so I'm doing all that I can to get there. And I think that's where we see um, the tendency to put in the overtime hours or the tendency to be all consumed and so focused or, or, uh, you know, like immersed in these kinds of things. Um, Both, I think, internally, but then also externally. I think by design, a lot of our jobs... Um, many people, like you maybe experience this, some of you probably don't, but many of you probably feel the pressure to do more, to be more available, to, you know, violate your, your work hours kind of thing. And, and which is so easy to do with technology. Yeah, exactly. Too. You get the yeah. notifications all the time mm-hmm. when you get an email mm-hmm. or a text. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I think that even there, so you move away from the workplace and the moment we get a notification. We, we're, we have to grab our phones. Mm-hmm. We have to check it. We have to. And there's there's that compulsion still there, too. So I don't think it's just in our jobs, like where I make money and make a living. There's something else about our our, our life fullness. So it's like, oh, someone's texting me. I got to see what it is because mm-hmm. maybe they need me or, oh, I'm getting attention. There's mm-hmm. there's that, that dopamine stimulus mm-hmm. kind of thing where... Um, like when you get a ping on your phone, you just instantly want to look at it. Mm-hmm. And and I do think there is this drive under all of that that's that's consistent for us to do more, have more, be more as a way to um, build in more significance or, or meaning to our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's I have a great job and I make a lot of money or I have so many friends that they're all texting me all the time mm-hmm. or like I'm always busy. Everybody wants to be with me or I always have things to do or I want the best for my kids or my family or well, I'm, I'm always traveling. What, whatever those things are, they're about giving us significance and meaning. And mm-hmm. so I think all of those things drive us and we're in bondage mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, it's interesting because it is like I think we would all agree with the basic sentiment that we are too busy or 
too available or any mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying and what you preached on was that it actually goes a level deeper than that, that we might not even be aware of. Like mm-hmm. we're all aware of the surface part yep. of it, yep. but we're not necessarily always aware of, like you said earlier, the why mm-hmm. behind it. And it can creep up on us so slowly. Like we don't mean for that ping to always create the response that it does on our phone. But yep. over time, yeah, it does. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of that. When I oh, have so that red circle i hate it like it needs to be gone it needs to be clean and you know the more you get the more mm-hmm. like you have to take care of it and i don't even know that right now i could name why that bothers me yeah. to have it like i would have to ask myself that why question too yeah um, and i think too like you even you even mentioned it um like i think sometimes consciously we might say like oh i'm so busy and we like complain about that we yeah. lament about it. it's like oh i'm so busy i don't want to be but yet we consistently go back mm-hmm. to that. So I think on the conscious level, like our thought process, what we're aware of in our minds, we, we don't like it. We, we know it's not okay. We're like, ah, oh, I'm so stressed mm-hmm. or I've got all this stuff. And yet we consistently come back to it. Sometimes there are external influences. Like if I want to keep my job, I, I better do X, Y, and Z extra because that's what's expected. Um, and, and there may be some circumstances that are similar to that, but yet I think sometimes we, we feed that too. Mm-hmm. And, and that the phone is probably a great thing. Like how often do we really like separate ourselves from yeah. our phones? Yeah. Um, and maybe for some people who didn't grow up with that, you know, they have an easier time, but like I look at the generations who are very used to it, you know, ours and younger, mm-hmm. like it's, it's always there, always out. And it's so easy to do that. We build that habit. Mm -hmm. And I think we're not consciously always thinking about that. We're not always aware. It's something deeper. And so we might even say like, oh, I'm always on my phone. I don't want to be. But nothing changes. And I think it's because there is this deeper level bondage kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So, you know, coming back to Sabbath, um, one of the sentences you said that I really loved was that Sabbath, the practice of it is a statement of freedom against mm-hmm. all of these things. Yes. Um, and especially now having thought through more of like the underlayer that's behind potentially our obstacles mm-hmm. to s- practicing Sabbath or the lies we're believing that prevent us from Sabbathing. Um, that's just a really good truth to hold on to. Yep. And, you know, Another thing you said is that when we practice Sabbath, we're unlearning these yeah. old ways. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear more about that. Like yep. how is practicing Sabbath actually unlearning mm. some of these things, especially in our culture right now? Like yep. I think that we read about it a lot in the Bible and all that is helpful. And again, like our text from this week from Deuteronomy, like the Israelites, this was a statement of yeah. freedom yeah. for them too. Yes. Yeah. But how do we translate that to this culture where mm-hmm. we are in this different kind of bondage? Mm-hmm. Um, how is practicing Sabbath actually unlearning yeah. some of these things that our culture just presses down yeah. on us? Maybe maybe here's one way to do it. Like picture, like play this out almost. Like, okay, you practice a Sabbath and maybe for the very first time, you, you know, maybe you just you've never heard this before. It was like, okay, I'm going to give this a try. Imagine what that's going to feel like when you are so used to constantly being available Mm -hmm. for work or you're constantly checking your phone, like to suddenly say, I'm not going to do that for a day. Yeah. It might not go well. Right. I mean, you're, you're going to get fidgety. Like, where's my phone? Where's I'm just, I feel that, that longing Mm -hmm. And, and imagine. So go back thousands of years. Um, the Israelites, they, all they had known 
was work and slavery mm-hmm. and and being told here's what you got to do here's the quota you got to make like keep making bricks and all that kind of stuff and then suddenly a moment a day they're rescued out of that they leave the land and now they're hearing god say hey take a day off the first time they did that the first handful of times they did that like imagine what that would have been like there probably would have been like oh this is great but then what do I do with myself? Hmm. You know, how does this now again, they, they had a, a miraculous kind of thing that I think they were still trying to process, but they had only known slavery and now they're being asked to be free people and to live like it one day a week. Hmm. How weird and shifting and yeah. bizarre that would have it's been for them. It's for unnatural. Yeah. yeah. And I think the same is true for us. Mm-hmm. If we are not usually practicing Sabbath, that's not a uh, a regular thing for us. And then suddenly we're to start doing it. It's just going to feel weird. We're going to feel that compulsion to have our phones to, oh, well, what should we go do now? Or we've got these house projects. And again, all these things aren't necessarily bad in and of themselves. But Mm -hmm. the ability to say, you know what? I'm not doing any of that because I don't have to Mm. is the unlearning. Yeah, We don't deep down in the core of our being, really believe that or really trust that. We might think it. We might consciously like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this is true. But then your body's going to push back on that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna, you're going to hear your phone ping in the other room. And you're like, I got to go check that. You're going to feel that compulsion. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like, nope, no, I don't. And, and you have to unlearn the habit of picking up your phone or checking, you know, how that work project's going or, you know, doing a, your to-do list of things or whatever. Like... These are all things that we, we are just trained in from an early age in our cultural context. And it is a process to unlearn them. Mm-hmm. And so all the way back to your question, like Sabbath is an expression of freedom in that way. And we are unlearning the old patterns, the old habits, the old things that we used to do. And it's going to be weird and hard yeah. the more we push into that. I think it's good to be reminded of the fact that Sabbath um, if we haven't been in the practice of doing it, it mm-hmm. will potentially be really hard, mm-hmm. will not go well. We mm-hmm. might not actually feel that refreshment that we long for or hope oh, that's for good. right yeah. away. Yep. I know that I can say for us, like I've felt that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for us, we do try to practice Sabbath and I would say we do pretty well in certain seasons Mm -hmm. and then things will get crazy and you just kind of succumb to like, well, we just can't, we just can't. Yeah. And that's, that that's has been lie, true. Right? That like, has been true recently for us. Yeah, At least I'll say for me. Oh yeah. Um, we, yeah, for yeah. Us. yeah. Yeah. We you know lots happening in our lives and and um you know a lot of things at church for me uh, just it kind of happened that way and then it's not bad like these things are good but it did intrude mm-hmm. and I see the tendency for me is like I I have to get these things done I have to do my job yeah. I have to be productive and yes we all f- agree with that. But at the same time, is how I'm going about it and or the end result picture that I'm imagining the accurate one? Mm. And oftentimes it's not. And I think that's why sometimes it is hard. So for me, like this compulsion of like, oh, I got to do all this stuff. Well, what can I say no to? Because that's that's hard to do. Yeah, like, it how is. Do, how do we say no to something? Because when we say yes, we're committing time, energy and focus on something. It really does mean we're saying no. 
until we're trying to like jam it all in there and, yeah. and we don't have the kind of rhythms that we're supposed to have. So yeah, yeah. it can be overwhelming. Cause I think sometimes when we have tried to practice Sabbath in those really busy seasons, mm-hmm. it does. I remember like the feelings sometimes of being like so overwhelmed about like, well, well when I, when am I going to be able to get this thing done? Cause I have <laughs> to do it, but yes. apparently I can't do it right now. So like, when is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. But that reflecting back on those moments it probably is that lie that's mm-hmm. coming up or that unlearning like that even if it doesn't feel good or it feels counterintuitive all that stuff it probably actually is unlearning um some of those old ways yeah um yep. even if it's hard but i i do think it's a good thing to name and maybe even to share like with our church family and have everyone be aware of that practicing sabbath can be really hard and it can take time. It will take time to unlearn some of these things Yep. and it probably will not turn out the way we expect yes. the first few yep. times to yeah. many times. Yeah. Like, And even too, it maybe the first couple of times you do it, it's like, it goes really great, but it's the next, mm. it's the second stage, mm-hmm. if you will, the four, five, and six, where it's like, oh, okay, this is kind of hard now. Or, or you, you, you kind of let your guard down a little bit and it just slips back into some old things or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think you're right. I think we probably have sometimes a rosy expectation of like how this is all going to go. Yeah. And and sometimes it's just not going to be that. Yeah. And that is actually good hmm. because it's, it's allowing us to push into uncomfortable because yeah. you get that fidgety, like, Oh, I got to answer my phone. It takes time for you to like, no, I don't. And you don't have that response it's it's one of those things that you know cultivating a habit takes yeah. takes several weeks and and that kind of thing so i'm realizing it probably also influences those around us cuz i'm thinking in that yeah. situation mm-hmm. if i don't respond to someone for a day yeah. that might at first feel dishonoring to that mm-hmm. person if i usually do respond mm-hmm. more more frequently or you know right away yep. but then even though it's hard and messy like hopefully it would impart to them like, no, this is a good thing Mm -hmm. that I'm doing. It's okay that I'm not responding right away. doesn't mean anything about a relationship Mm -hmm. or my commitment to you or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So it does kind of then extend to others when we try to practice it. Yeah. 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 I think there's, um, there's this journey with Sabbath, especially if we're just at the starting line, there's this journey with Sabbath that is, is good and beautiful. We'll get hints of that early, but I think the good work of it is when we kind of look back. I was like, oh, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. I'm like, oh, look and see where mm-hmm. I've come, where we pause and just reflect back. Yeah. I, to me, I think that's where the goodness really happens. Yeah. And so if you are on the starting line of this or you're just early on in the process, um, I encourage you keep going because there's going to be good fruit. You're sowing seeds right now, and maybe the plant isn't growing as much as you'd hoped right now, or, or you're not bearing the fruit yet. Um, give it time. It'll come. And so just to stay steadfast and true on, on the discipline itself. Yeah. Um, there's it's worth g- it. It is worth it. And, and I, I can say that I've seen the value of it. Being Again, being my personality, very um, achievement-oriented, doing lots of things and productive, and I, I live in all that. Sabbath is one of the best practices that I've adopted and it has in many ways like saved me from so much hmm. challenge and pain and brokenness. Cause I've been there. I've, I've 
you know that like I've I've struggled with the the overachieving and constantly busy and overcommitment and and it's led me down some places where it's just not not been great um and this has allowed me to be in a in a better place I would say um so I I do commend the the persistence um and and encourage you there there is good work that's happening even if it doesn't feel like it Mm. um yeah yeah is there a time like reflecting back on the different times you've practiced Sabbath or how it's looked in different Mm. seasons like what's been one of the sweetest ones for you that's a good question I don't know um yeah, I would say um, actually a bit more recently. So uh, kind of two thoughts came to my head, and I'm trying to parse it out in the moment. Um, I think I was not very good at Sabbath growing up. And we would, our family, we would go to church, and Sundays were kind of a little bit of a day off, but it was often a day to catch up on homework, mm-hmm. and homework was work to me, so yeah, it was not restful. Um, but we, we were in sports, and so Saturdays were often, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes full weekends and all that kind of thing. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that resting intentionally was part of my rhythm very much early on. Um, and so when I Learn when I learned that I actually needed it, and that was my college years, especially, and into seminary. I think that um, that move and seeing just early fruit was like, oh, this is really, really good. And and so I don't know that I can pinpoint uh, like a specific stretch of time, but it was after I had realized the value of it and begun practicing it for a time, and like letting that sink in a bit more. That that was really helpful. I would say though, like Jess and I, we um, we both have Fridays off, and over the last year or so, um, really have just tried to make that our Sabbath. And mm-hmm. um, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like when the kids are at school, we're, like we have our Sabbath time together, mm-hmm. you and I, and then we have tried to bring them in in like a you know Friday night into Saturday kind of uh, mindset. Um, but we've, we've been able to take our dates and we often do it in the morning mm-hmm. when the kids are at school. Um, and you know, we've gone for walks, you know, yeah. we've, we've done some long walks, just even a couple hours worth and we get to talk and, and share. Um, there've been some good times of just quiet and, and time with the Lord in that. Um, and so I do look back actually mo- more recently as a sweet Sabbath time. Now, obviously there's been so much that, that that's happened in our, the life of our church over the last year, year and a half. And yeah. um, so there have been stretches in there where that hasn't been as true. Um, and, I think yeah. it's been pretty, it was pretty consistent the last school year though. Yeah, and I that's do, true. I do really appreciate it. Like to the point where when the school year was ending, I was quite fearful. Of, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> How is this going to so, work? Like, I need it. Like, yeah. I did get to that point, which was mm. probably the first time in my life where I was like, no, no, I need this. Yes. And what am I going to do without it? Which, of course, we've figured out other ways to do it. And it's, you know, been fine. But I am quite looking forward yeah. Yeah. to the school year starting again, just because it is, you know, if you have kids, of course, it is difficult to mm-hmm. Sabbath as a family and Mm -hmm. on your own when you're a parent, like it is just a challenging thing to determine, like to navigate. Um, So it's been really nice that we Mm -hmm. can take advantage of them um, being at school for a day and we can really just soak up that time. 
um, individually and together. It's yep. been really helpful. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that we've done, which we haven't been as consistent as I'm, I'm hopeful that we will be in the future, but on, on Friday night on our, our kind of our dinner time, Sabbath dinner time, mm-hmm. you know, we, we just take time where we we're making sure that we're eating together as a family and, you know, we'll share about like, what are some highlights and what, what are some hard things and bring the kids into all of that. And, yeah. um, but I, I've just appreciated that there've been times where I can sense like they, I, okay, we're entering into our Sabbath meal time. Yeah. And again, I, I think it's not quite as solidified in our kids' heads yet. No. Um, but I'm hopeful that as we continue to do that and improve upon it in whatever ways that is, like, I think, I think there's going to be really good work that comes, um, from that practice for our kids as they get older. Yeah. Um, that is the downside of how we have done it this past year is they don't get to see us. They don't get to see it as much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. we do it when they're not there. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I agree. Yeah. So anyway, I think, um, I think finding the ways that works for you and your family and, um, building in the, the starting steps, whatever the next step is, is a, is a really good thing. And just start where you are yeah. and, and take a step towards Sabbath. Cause one thing I, I, I will, I'll add this and maybe this will be the last thing that, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've seen how Sabbath is not really just a day. It is a whole life posture, mm-hmm. even in our work. Um, there can be a Sabbath rest as we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the gift that Jesus is wanting to truly bring. He's, he's Lord of the Sabbath. And, and the controversies with the, the Pharisees about the Sabbath was him moving them away from, it is a 24-hour rule-stricken kind of practice where he's coming in to say, no, this is a life-giving posture that you will exist in forever with me. And that Sabbath rest of, of delighting in the fullness of life and, and taking joy and being filled and full from the Lord, that's, that's part of the hope of Sabbath. And we can take that, we can taste that now. Mm-hmm. It's not in fullness yet, but we can go about our day all the way through the day at different moments and just appreciate like, Hmm, Lord, I'm at rest with you. Even though I might be doing a million things and I've got a to-do list that's really large or whatever, I don't have to go at it from a place of striving and hurry and crazy. But I can go at it. It's like, I'm going to do my work because this is good. And I can do it with contentment and, and release. So I think, I think that is part of the hope and the joy of practicing Sabbath. Um, so yeah, I offer that as as a bit of encouragement that um, I've I've begun to see this more and more as I've gotten older. Like Sabbath is a whole life kind of thing; it's not just one day. And I've tasted that at different moments. And man, it is it is such a life changing kind of posture, kind of way. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, what Jesus has for us. So, um, and again, I hope that's part of what the series is accomplishing in some ways. So. Yeah, it's yeah. a compelling angle to talk about Sabbath, and it's not just how or you mm-hmm. should do it. It is really wondering. It's being curious, yeah. right? We're, we're yep. being curious with ourselves about why is this so hard? What are the barriers? Mm-hmm. And how can I step into that freedom that Jesus offers us yeah. um, by unlearning these old ways, yep. and stepping into his kingdom that yes. is everlasting and 
that will be our future. That's exactly so, right. It's really compelling. I'm excited. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to do a few more weeks in this series. There's three more um, to come. And, and next week we'll talk about that moment where Jesus says, I am Lord of the Sabbath. And, okay. and we'll dig into that. So that's coming this next week. Um, so thank you all for listening to the sermons. Thank you for listening to this podcast, the Digging Deeper podcast. We are so grateful that you join us and uh, uh, hopefully you've subscribed and, and consistently listen. We hope that this is giving you a deeper look into all that we're talking about, not just for the sake of learning more, but to really go deeper with Jesus. So Jess, thank you for being here today. I appreciate that. And uh, we're, we're excited about where we're going. So thanks all for joining us today. Have a great one. Thanks. Bye.